Welcome to The Rounding Air. I'm your host, Oban. And I'm your host, Mini Mistress, and this is the podcast about the everyday person's kink. So today, we're going to talk about how we find like-minded kinksters online. Like, how do we find someone? We're kinky, we're, we know we've, we've got these fantasies, maybe we've been able to create some space in our life where we're able to meet and we want to explore. How do we meet kinky people? Well, obviously from kind of our previous discussions, we yes. both mentioned that we have fat life. Yes. And yeah. it's, you know, potentially a good dip your toe in, jump right into the pool way of, of finding a kink world online. Yeah. Fetlife.com. Very easy. Fit worldwide kink website. Yeah, even good for traveling if you want as well. But yes, it's like, not not like but... where's the best restaurant? Okay, what do you mean by traveling? I mean, it <laughs> what I want to eat. So yeah, find things so kinky while you're out and around the world. Okay, but right, I don't know what the travel site. <laughs> uh, it's the best kind of right? tour guide. It is. It is. Yeah. I actually used it a lot when I was in uh, yeah. another part of the world. Yeah, another part of the world. Yeah. That's uh, big into shibari. I mm. would message people living in the area I was going to to see if there was any yeah, yeah. shibari bars. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not saying that FetLife is a great way like, to yeah. potentially meet like-minded kinksters that you are going to really mesh well with. There's great people on it. But I have only really met up with one person straight up from FetLife. So I, that's not my main yeah, way like, to find people. And let's not ignore the big elephant in the room. FetLife can be a dumpster fire in the way that it's, especially for femme presenting individuals, it can be a fire hose of creepy, creepy dudes, or let's say people just coming at you. Yeah. Stuff, right? It's definitely an outlet for, you know, some creepy dudes. And also a lot of people aren't showing their face. Like I don't show my face. Anon yeah, anonymity is a big part of the website. Yeah. So you might not even want to meet up with people. You don't yeah. want to know. <laughs> you don't want people to know who is the person behind the profile. <laughs> so there's lots of reasons that maybe FetLife isn't shouldn't necessarily be the starting point for meeting right. uh, kinky people in your area. Yeah, yeah. But in a travel sense, just what I'm saying <laughs> is that it is around the world and some mm -hmm. dating apps aren't. Yes. And you can look up locations in advance if you travel for it. Yes. And you can start those conversations in advance and read their profile and be a bit more specific about it being like a one-time thing. Yeah, I really like FetLife for access to kink communities. And what I find is it allows you to go in an area, and in fact, any city that you live in, a certain size town or city, if you go onto FetLife and you look under munches or events, you will find like-minded people meeting. And that is an amazing thing. So you're able to find people online, like the events are posted online and you can get information about it, but it's a way for you to meet like-minded people in different settings. And I like how it you're able to connect with people that way. 
Yeah, it definitely is a good outlet for events to meet people in yeah. person where you already know that you have something in common, whether you meet someone at that event or you make a friend and are you and you're kind of introduced to a community of their friends through that way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is a good starting point. But if we are going off of strictly trying to meet a new partner of some capacity online, I actually tend to use dating apps. Okay. Yeah. Is there any in particular you like better? In a kink scenario. Yes. No, no. I know. I mean, generally, I, I like to have kink at the forefront of dating as well, because yeah. I think it is important to me. Okay. There is an app field that yeah. is meant for open-minded dating. F-E-E-L-D, right? F-E-E-L-D. Yeah. It is meant for open-minded dating. I do believe that some people potentially are using it in a different way and they think it is a sex website. Okay. It You're going to get that, I think, on any kind of online presence. Yeah, but it is not. But that uh, in sure. me saying that some people hide their face. They're like, for professional reasons, they can't oh, show my I face. See. I see. I see. But it is just a dating app. Mm -hmm. So you can have your face on it just because you're on this app doesn't right. mean you're in. No. I don't know. Doesn't mean you can get in trouble with your boss. So right. I think that's a good app to have it at the at the forefront. And generally, the people on it maybe are in the E and M community as well. That's mm -hmm. ethically non-monogamous, yep. or they're polyamorous, yeah. or they even have their kinks listed in their profile. So that's a good one. Very glitchy. Very very glitchy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy you mentioned it because I completely forgot. I have a profile on there. Oh. I actually never check it. But yeah, that is a good profile. I mean, and you can put in, it's it's very kink heavy. Yeah. And, and speaking of traveling, did you know on field, you can like set your place to London, like, or Sydney, Australia or whatever, and you can connect with people ahead of time? I didn't know that. Oh, now you're <laughs> going to be doing something. Well, that's fair life. Uh... <laughs> yes, you can. I've connected with a ton. I set my, I earlier this summer, I set my position to London. Oh my God, I connect with a ton of people. Online. I didn't know the app was popular in other countries. That was the main reason I wasn't. Mm. Maybe uh, it wasn't a while ago, but it is now. Okay. Maybe not everywhere. Like I'm I, I'm sure apps have popularity in certain places and all, but I found anywhere in Europe, mm. it's pretty popular. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. And the US and anywhere in North America. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. Like maybe I'll I'll use that in the future <laughs> instead of like scouring FetLife. We're gonna come back at some point on your your you know you have like sex traveling. <laughs> I don't know what sex to call it. Traveling. I don't like. I'm trying to think of a different word for it, but I love it. I love that like you have sex capades. I mean, I I travel I for it. weeks at a time, yeah. and my toy can only do so much. That's phenomenal. That's great. Yeah. That's a cool point. Now. That's outside of meeting, but I guess that is meeting people online. Yeah. Yeah. Let's no, do it. It's then. meeting people online. Right. Yeah. But another way, I think probably the, the way I've met most people is actually on regular dating apps, mm -hmm. such as Hinge. Yeah. People kind of leave Easter eggs in their profile sometimes. Yes. Okay. So talk about some of the code words, Easter eggs. Uh, generally on my profile, I always put open-minded. Okay. Uh, and I've seen before... People put open-minded, and then the D has a slash, and then yes. it has an S. Yeah, um, which stands for dom-sub, right? Yes, yes yeah. And people that don't know what it is just think it's a weird typo. Yes. So it's a very subtle way to get people that do know what it is to you know swipe on your profile. I met one of my previous partner, maybe a few previous partners, by them having that mm. little typo. 
on their profile. I know there is some others because I remember reading, I'm trying to think if there's another one that's used, but you can, you can always, once you're like speaking to kinky people, they're kind of code words that you can kind of use or like people will say things about like, I'm not, not, what did I, I read a profile, something about like whipping, but it was like phrased a little bit differently where it wasn't about whip, but it, it was, it was obvious like, okay, they're talking about impact play, right? Yeah. Like, so some, so that's a possibility of like doing that in a kind of fun, it's a, it's a bigger app and then kind of being covert and whatever, fine. Yeah. And it can be as simple as like put a little handcuff emoji. Yeah. Just if people want to find an Easter egg, they're going to find it. Yeah. And if people aren't looking for it, they won't even notice that it's there. Yeah. Yeah. So great way to stay, stay away from being exposed potentially mm -hmm. because you could just say, Hey, Oh, it was a typo or, sure, sure. or I just really like cops and robbers. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> I didn't know you said cops. <laughs> I wasn't sure being going to finish. I, I, I was like, where are you going with that? It's <laughs> really like chicken. <laughs> chicken. <laughs> yeah, so there's like great ways to meet people online, but I'm not going to lie that it's it's still very hard and you have to be really communicative with anyone yeah. that you're talking to. That's what I kind of wanted to get into. So I'm not... Meeting people... I, I've, I, I obviously have I've talked about FetLife and I have field... But I actually don't like using them as much. I've met partners. I've met two par partners through apps, longtime partners for two years and more. But I tend to enjoy meeting people out, like going to parties or with friends and stuff like that. But I do think there's a way, apps are a way, especially being kinky, it's not as easy to go to just a, a normal party and know someone's kinky. So if you're going through the apps... With codes or fat life, you can find it. What I wanted to ask you, so I'm taking this forever around the boat here. Yeah, it's a really long, <laughs> long route no one, to get to this. No one punch. can tell. That she's looking at me going, what are you going for this? <laughs> what is a good way for people to approach someone on these apps? Like, we can get in. Look, there's, there's TikToks. There's whole YouTube. Like, everyone talks about the best way to, like, get on online and, and connect with someone. Let's let's talk about in a kink scenario. How do you want to be approached online in a kink way to know like, what's the best kind of approaches that you like? Or what are or what are the worst? Yeah. I mean you're saying in a way that some that I'm approaching sorry, that someone's approaching me. And I, I think people tend to do it wrong. If they're approaching me, they'll it'll either just not be interesting, like it just kind of be like a hey yeah. at the beginning and that's that's not enough to work with so i think in any any scenario maybe even not just kink if you're gonna read their profile and point out something specific like mm -hmm. say it's your fat life profile say mm -hmm. it's your hinge say it's your field and even potentially don't decide to pick out the sex thing sure you know sure um because it's there yeah we're we're pretending that it's already there and you're starting a conversation about one of their actual interests as a person, that's where you're going to get a real conversation started to kind of get that level of comfortability. And then eventually, generally, I'll be the one to bring up the sex or the kinky mm -hmm. thing because I'm comfortable with the fact that you just wanted to talk to me, even if you're just playing a game. Sure, sure. I hope you're not. The game is on so much of them. The game is is horrible. Okay, no one's playing that game with me <laughs> anymore. Okay. 
People are playing the game if you don't know they're playing the game. There's uh, still there's still people playing the game. Oh, I'm sure there's people playing sure. the game. I just sure. not I'm better at spotting it. Good. Yeah, Good. I think. Yeah. I, we, I think we're all sure, of course, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, there's people playing games for sure, but I tend to not I'm not going to talk to someone that decides to offend me to get my yeah. guard down, like yeah, yeah, it was whoever that yeah, guy it was... is that came out with that book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, a common interest, something just like a bit more interesting and specific to show that you paid attention to the work that I put into my profile or the pictures I took or something like that. And vice versa. And right? vice versa. Like yeah. a lot of times the best conversations I have are me deciding to message the person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, I just think that the more specific you are, the more it could actually lead to a conversation, the better. If you're just even just saying like, hey, what's up? Like it usually dies. It has to die and, and it should die. Like if that's how you're starting a conversation, if I just walked up to, to a bar and I, and I went, hey, you would just look at me going, hey, <laughs> like what, what, where is that going to go? That's such a funny thought to like yeah. just act out dating app yes. conversations, like in what someone would actually. How they would act in real life. Yeah. I think the best way to, so obviously if you're talking in most of these apps, you've matched. You can't start talking until you've matched, mm -hmm. right? So there's obvious an interest already. So you know the person, you're both somewhat interested in each other, profile pictures, whatever. So then what it is, is you want to kind of show why you're interested. You want to sound engaging. You want to be, you, you, whether it's a bit funny or a bit cute, or you talk about something where they're interested, maybe something they're super interested in, you can start talking about. Like if someone posted about Star Wars, oh my God, it'd be, I, it, I would probably scare them because I would just start ranting for like 10 months. I did not months. know you were into Star oh, Wars. Don't get me started about Star Wars. I mean, I won't. I've never seen Ooh. it. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, we're going to watch Star Wars and then talk how Star Wars is are some of the most ultimately kink movies out there. <laughs> Come on, Darth Vader is daddy 101. Yeah, I don't I need mean, to see Star Wars to know that. Uh, but you do need to see Star Wars. Okay, we're not going to hijack the conversation about Star Wars. And now this episode is about <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> but even, like a yeah, common interest talking about things because if someone can like communicate their interest or what they're interested in you, they're... You know, they're an interesting person, right? You want to have that conversation with them. You want to learn more about them, you know? And so if we're saying that you've already got a conversation started, mm -hmm. you have that repartee and it's feeling comfortable, what are some other important things that you think people should do if the person is, is kinky? And yeah, I think that's a good point. So to like to really get into the kink conversation is... You kind of want to lead the discussion. There needs to be kind of an open acknowledgement that both of you are kinky or kink interested, right? Or kink friendly. So let's say that part of the discussion is out of the way. So it's obviously like, oh, I saw your handcuffs. You must be a subby little girl or something like that, right? <laughs> and then the other person will engage and be like, I saw your Darth Vader. You must really be <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> the one thing you notice if, if, if like a if a girl posts about daddy a lot or me being your baby girl, now I know that that can get into popular culture too, but lots of time if there's a lot of daddy talk or whatever, you know that maybe there's some some of that kink is gonna be there. But then it's got to be kind of almost like I'm not gonna say an interview, but it almost has to just be an open discussion about what you find interesting, and more than just hey, what what, what are your kinks? That's yeah. boring. 
Yeah, yeah. It's definitely got to be an open discussion at that point because it's such a broad Huge. spectrum. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know about for everyone. Actually, yeah. For everyone, everyone has a finite amount of time. You don't yeah. have time to meet up with everyone no. that tickles your fancy on an app, especially if all you know is that they just may be kinky. Mm -hmm. Like someone could even be into the exact same realm of a kink, like, like oh, BDSM, oh, BDSM, but not be into the same yep. dynamic. So it, the more you're able to communicate about your actual wants, needs, hard limits, mm -hmm. terminology that you like. That's why I have to say I really enjoy Field for one, but FetLife very much for that. So if you go to FetLife, people literally list their kinks, mm -hmm. right? And then they list what they're looking for. Yeah. They list looking for a master, looking for a mommy, looking for looking for a play board, like whatever. And then they'll put down the things that they like. So there's at least a connection you can get with it. On field, it tells you where I'm into a you know, three-way or I like this. Yeah, it's more you vague. Can put a little bit more vague, but there's some what that you know you can connect, right? Yeah, and you can always write in the description if you really want. Mm -hmm. But back to what I was saying before, that just because you have this app doesn't mean you're going to get fired from your job. No, like, no, it's, no, it's no, just, not at all. You don't need to put that all on there, but you can totally give someone your fat life after the fact. I've definitely mm -hmm. done that when I learned that. Yeah. So yeah, once you've determined you have mutual interest and then maybe you've communicated about what your specific interests are, I think there is more to it that I've learned that you kind of have to discuss is maybe someone's level of experience with consent, mm -hmm. intentionality, what they what they see as aftercare, do they think it's important? This is from more a female perspective, uh, more a femme-based perspective, as a lot of people pretend to be doms, in my experience. Yeah, yeah, I call them Tinder doms. Yeah, so like, be wary and, and use the right terminology to see if they seem to have real yeah. experience and, and they've, you know, maybe trained subs before if we're going BDSM route or whatever your specific um, some really good doms very reputable doms they'll have people that you can actually like reference oh yeah I've seen that even yes. even on field not related to well I guess they usually say that they're dominant or something mm. it says that they have like multiple references upon yep. request yep. and I think that's great that's huge and then I think I mentioned before that meeting in a sober setting. Yep, sober setting. Um, sober, yeah. And maybe during the day to actually see if you feel safe around that person when nice. you do decide to meet them. Super important. But it's okay to also communicate, I'm new to this. I'm learning. True. And the other person saying, I'm new to this too. Okay, great. So let's be really open about what we both want. Because I think, I think that's what leads to Tinder Doms is I think people think they need to put on a certain amount of act. And I get as part of it. But they think they, again, performance anxiety. So they think they need to be X. Yeah. So they put on this. It's okay to communicate, even from a dominant space. It's okay to communicate. I'm learning. I'm dominant. But I'm still learning. And he, here's some things I've done. And here's some things I want to do. You can still communicate that. It's very important that you do that. Yeah. And I'm guilty of this when I first started dating women even like that's mm -hmm. not a, that's not a kink that's just a sexuality yeah but i pretended i knew what i was doing yes um, because i didn't want them to not want to date me because maybe they were the first woman i was with, with. 
You know, I didn't want them to to have some pre-misconception about my abilities. Yeah. Uh, But now I'm very much communicating, you know, what I have done, what I haven't done, what I'm hoping to do one day or things like that. Like the more that you're communicating those things, the more the other person can be aware of how to interact with you in those spaces. And generally they, they don't see it as a bad thing. If you're inexperienced, I've never had someone think that. And it's also actually, it's also exciting. Think about being, learning together, doing together, discovering together. How fucking phenomenal is that? How hot is that? Trying to figure something out, learning about it, seeing how you interact, how you play. That's exciting. And it, yeah, it opens the door for so much vulnerability. Yes. That you don't get to have. Yeah. You, it, it, it can happen where you can be open to more experiences if you're ready to be open to more experiences. If you're ready to be vulnerable, if you're ready to let things happen to you. And be open to admitting that. Yeah. And honestly, I think a lot of people, when I've talked to them, are just looking for a safe space. Yes. You know, a safe space to explore. A lot of this world is living in our heads. And Mm -hmm. if we don't meet someone that feels safe enough to kind of shed that layer of, of protecting ourselves and you know, maybe we carry shame around yes. the things that we want to do, the thing, the fantasies that we have. So finding someone safe and respectful and explorative to just have fun and, and yeah. play around and make mistakes and laugh at each other and yes. laugh together and like end it all with a nice like cuddle after. Oh, yeah. I love your little cuddles. It's just so like sweet. a little... A little... A little something, something. Maybe a bath. And then spit in the mouth. <laughs> in the aftercare. Okay. So, so Obad is a Tinder dog. <laughs> what? Damn it. Damn it. She found me out. They found me out. Spoiled. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's important that we use the apps to, they can be used as a tool. I. It's not the only way to meet people. It's a very good way to meet kinky people. And I think we also need to acknowledge that people can use it to be discreet. That's why they use it, okay? And we are constantly talking about being discreet in the everyday person. So we, we, it, it, I'm not going to say it needs to be ignored. It's not a red flag if someone won't show their face online, okay? Because maybe they need to be discreet for various reasons, but there's ways to be able to then meet with that person or maybe once you started talking there's a way that you can share photos privately or a way that they delete or maybe then when you're going to meet you can meet in a very public place or a way that is safe for everyone so i i don't want people people to think of it as a red flag where no one's pictures are on there yeah. or they're using a fake name because most people are using fake names on these websites yeah discretion That's part of it. we want you to be safe being safe is very important, but at the same time, don't be surprised if someone isn't going to send you a picture of their face right away, yeah. <clears throat> right? Or they may not want to meet you right away. They're going to want to know more about you. I mean, on that note, I have heard of, of some people trying to bait people to, sure. to send photos and then yeah. 
doing bad stuff with the information. Yes. So it is good to be cautious. Yes, it is good to be I cautious. haven't had a lot of experience with those scenarios, but it's definitely okay to withhold your yeah. face. Yeah. You don't have to show your face. There's ways to, to meet and ways to make it safe and play. And it's expected that people are going to be discreet. And it's just about communicating where you're going and how you're feeling and, and just not committing to something that you're not... If it doesn't feel right, then don't commit to it. I mean, let's just be honest. That should be everything, but... Definitely always trust your gut. Yeah. It, it can act up from not even meeting someone. Yeah, yeah. If you're having a bad feeling about someone, just listen to it. Yeah. It seems safer. Yeah. So definitely people use the apps, have fun with them, try new ways. Again, we love turning this over to our listeners. Tell us some great ways that you found using these apps. What are some of the great ways that you found to communicate and connect with people? Is there something that we didn't talk about? We want to hear about it, right? Yeah. Or how, how have you met kinky people yeah, in your life? Yeah, we'd love to hear examples. Have you gone to the events on FetLife? Or just, yeah, what are, what are other people doing? Because this is just yeah. a very small sample size at this point. Yeah. Um, but hopefully insightful. I mean, for me, I found I created a podcast and I was able to meet people. <laughs> <laughs> but no one you knows could always who... do that. No one knows who we are. No one knows who I am. <laughs> That's so. right. Ho, 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 ho. Well, on that note, how do they find you discreetly? Well, you can find my very discreet, faceless yep. FetLife profile, uh, Mini Mistress, all one word. And you can also find me on FetLife, O-B-A-N, 1794. This was a great discussion. Yeah. Everyone, have an amazing night. Bye. Bye.